In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. Today we are talking about some life and business lessons we just learned from a random San Clemente surfer. Yes, you guys may or may not know that we live in San Clemente, California, which is only about 20 minutes away from the Pelvic Sanity Clinic, which is awesome, but we also live only about a mile away from the San Clemente Pier, and so a lot of times we will just walk down to the pier, walk and talk, if you will, and that day, a couple days ago, we were observing this surfer on the pier, and it was awesome really was so different than everybody else in the water. And we're very surf adjacent. We're fortunate to live pretty close to a pretty nice surf break here at 204s. But we were going down to check this out and somebody in the water just looked completely different than everybody else. It was like a shark and a bunch of minnows. And we watched him for a while and we were just talking a little bit and struck by kind of that as a metaphor for a lot of things that we really think about business. So a couple of things that we wanted to pass on and take away, we kind of condensed those into these five kind of business and life lessons from this random person. But just so you guys can kind of picture this, there's probably about 10 people in the water. We're right over the pier. So there's the, you know, the pier poles that are going down and people are jumping on waves. And this guy was probably catching every other wave. So, you know, between all of those 10 guys, he would catch one, go in, right back out, right back on the board, all the way back out. Maybe one person would get a wave and then he would be right back in. And it just looked completely different than everybody else in the water. Yeah. So and one of the biggest things I think for us, you know, we're not surfers. We don't really know if it's like a good day, bad day. I mean, this day was probably actually particularly poor, frankly, um, even we could tell that the waves like weren't breaking perfectly. And, and, but this guy looked distinctly different than everybody. It was like, you kind of noticed him no matter what. Everyone was kind of like flitting around in the water, not doing anything. And then this guy was like working. And Jesse and I both noticed him kind of at the same time. We're like, dang, look at this kid. Yeah. And speak for yourself, Nicole. I mean, I ride a pretty mean boogie board. I'll say. <laughs> Yes. I'm working my way up the coolness factor. So last summer, first year we're in San Clemente, got the boogie board, getting it handled. Some people say it's even harder to ride a boogie board, Nicole, than it is to get to your feet and surf. Okay? I do not think anyone says a that. A lot of people. Then why do all the kids ride the boogie boards? I don't know. Jesse like has to like elbow <laughs> freaking five-year-olds just to get on a good wave. Yeah, man. We're in the lineup. <laughs> get out of my way, Junior. Oh, man. Anyway. Maybe this summer. Okay, I'm working my way up the coolness factor. But the things that we took away from this, getting away from the coolness factor and making surfing as nerdy as possible. But the first lesson was just get in the water. And we 
both know a lot of surfers around here and a lot of people are just, oh, it's not perfect today. The wind's going the wrong way. The waves aren't going to be great. It's going to be a little choppy. The water's a little cold. They're not there's breaking always, in this perfect fashion. Yeah, there's always a reason not to get in the water. So that was the first lesson is this guy was out in the water. And, and really those other, there was about 10 guys in the water, right? So maybe eight. And, and they were all in the water. So it was a good lesson in like, well, these eight to 10 out of all the other surfers that could have gone out that day, they were still out there. They had gotten in the water, but still there was this one guy who stood out. Right. And the conditions are never going to be perfect. So that's just something to take away of. And although a lot of you guys started a business in the middle of a pandemic, like you got out in the water and a lot of you were thinking about that right now. Is this the right time to do something? Is this the right time to hire? Is this the right time to branch out? Sometimes you just got to get out in the water and it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be completely ideal. Yeah, that should be more of the reflection of like, whoa, it happens to be perfect today. I'm out here. I'm looking for it. But and it happens to be perfect. It happens to just hit perfect. The sun happens to be perfect. The temperature of the water is great. But it should be that you're acknowledging that only because you've gotten out every other day also. Right. That's another great point. You won't know if it's perfect conditions until you've been out in imperfect conditions. And that's where all of us find ourselves, especially as we go through COVID. Like we all went through, if you're a business owner out there, some imperfect conditions. And we might all of a sudden be realizing as we come out of this, as we get more vaccines, as people get more comfortable being out and about again, that now, great, we can appreciate those conditions because we've been out in conditions that were choppy, to say the least. So that's the first thing. Get out in the water. The second thing is when you are going to go for something, commit to it. And this is something we noticed over and over again with this particular surfer is a lot of the guys who were out there would kind of take a couple of half-hearted paddles at a wave and ah, it didn't hit, fine, I'm just going to like float and let it go on by, I'll catch the next one, no problem. This guy every single time, and well a couple of times if you don't commit, that's when you really get yourself in trouble, even I know enough about that, where if you don't commit... And you get caught halfway, that's when you really get tumbled because you (laughs) get yourself in all this trouble. But every time he wanted to get a wave, he was paddling full out hard going for every wave he did. I don't think he chickened out of any wave that he was on. Once he made the decision to go, he went. And he got it. I was thinking a little bit about this too as we were deciding like, yeah, like we were observing his stuff and thinking like, okay, what are the lessons we can learn from this dude? And one of them brought me back to, that brought me back to, there's a lot of people that start a business as a side hustle, which there isn't a right or wrong answer about that. I understand the need for some backdrop, for some backstop measures to like make sure that you're not going to, you know, if you financially need to, then great. But the mindset shift on your side hustle needs to be committed, that that is what you're going for. You are committed to building a business. And even if it's only a part-time gig or something that you're doing on the weekends to supplement your full-time job, like you need to commit to that if it's going to be successful. Right. You can't have the attitude of like, oh, well, it just wasn't perfect right then, or the time's not great, or I'll just try a little bit. And if I get somebody to come in, then great. But if not, no big deal, right? All of that stuff. If you're going to go for it, we need to be committing. And that's 
very much a, like a no dabbling policy in the pelvic PT rising group. Yeah, no dabbling as a business owner. Also, just saying, no dabbling in pelvic PT either. We can't just like kind of think we're going to treat pelvic floor and then like sort of go over here and do it and uh, do a couple of internal exams, but then like not really, right? Like don't dabble, not in pelvic PT and not in business ownership either. The other thing we get a lot with that is actually in our mentorship applications, sometimes we get people who I feel like, and, and this isn't a knock on anybody if you're feeling there, but are almost dabbling in business ownership where they are contacting us and saying like, hey, I really want some help with like Instagram marketing. It's like, do you even know the entire breadth of what you need to be doing? You know that there's like a whole five level pyramid of what we talk about, 25 different big things, like hours and hours of marketing videos. And you're coming to us with like, oh, I have this like one little skill that I need. Well, and it's not even that you'd have to like, I mean, I understand like you need to you don't necessarily need to know what you don't know. Like you can't always know what you don't know. But you need to respect it enough to take it seriously. Like this is a life-changing thing. And it's going to challenge you as a business owner in ways that you don't even understand yet. It's going to, we always talk about it, finds business, always finds any flaws you have, any hangups that you have. And building a business is as much a lesson in personal growth and overcoming that as it is any kind of like tactic or anything else. So there's nothing you learned in MBA school that's going to somehow like solve all of your problems. You're going to have to come face to face with your money issues, your challenges, talking to people on the phone, your, you know, inability to sell yourself, your fear of failure, your fear of success. All of that stuff is stuff you're going to have to go through in order to get to what we would call like the true CEO stage or being really comfortable as a business owner And to think it's like, oh, it's just as simple as like, oh, I just need to have this like perfect ad or, oh, I just need this like great marketing strategy. Yeah, or I just need some like SEO to get, (laughs) to get patients in the door. It's like, actually, you need a better attitude towards your business. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that is a huge piece of it is that we can't be just, we need to be committed to the entire process if we're going to go there. And you don't have to know everything, but you do have to know that it's kind of a big deal to get on the wave. Yes. Next thing we really enjoyed about watching was just the idea of like deliberate practice. And we talk about this a lot uh, with our mentees, but where it is, sometimes you just need reps. And that guy was getting five times more reps than anybody else out in the water because he was hustling the entire time. He was going in, he was paddling out hard, he was catching a wave, he was coming back in, getting the next one, all before anybody else who was sitting out there waiting for a wave had actually caught one. Yeah, it's like they all had access. It was cool to see because they all had access to the same ocean, that the same area of the ocean in that, in that instance. And this guy was consistently deliberate about prepping for the wave, for positioning himself to commit to going once he was, whatever the words are, (laughs) like got the push to go, stood up, rode the wave for as long as possible, and then boom, was like right back out there to catch the next wave. And that was pretty admirable. And that's really what I think caught our eye. And then once we were watching and we saw about all the other things, but he was, he was out there with an agenda. 
working. He and- was working. He was hustling. He was, and if it, and you could tell, like, and we don't even know surfing that much, but there was definitely times where he would get a wave and then maybe it didn't pan out perfect, but then he was still working on something else. He was working on his footwork or how quickly he was popping up or I mean, you could just tell he was like working on something every single time he got up on his board. And that deliberate practice is, I mean, you talk about this clinically, Nicole, we talk about it in business. It's not about the experience you have in terms of years or time you've put in, right? He was out there for however long. I mean, let's say he was out there for an hour and everybody else was out there for an hour, but he caught five to 10 times more waves in that hour than anybody else did. So I could care less that guy comes in and says like, oh, you know, I was out there for a whole hour. It's or like, I've only been surfing for a year. It's like, well, that guy's year of surfing is worth 10 of everybody else in the water. Totally. And it's the same thing in business. It's the same thing clinically. If you're having that deliberate practice, it means so much more than just going through the motions and being out there in the water and enjoying yourself, which is great. If you're out there to surf, it's not great if you are starting a business that you and your family depend on. Totally. And then the other, I mean, just the clinical thing in that is, is that again, like you need to be going back to the other one, you need to also commit. So it matters the repetitions that you get in treating patients. If you are really passionate about pelvic health, but you are working in an orthopedic practice that 75% of your people are total knee, ankle sprain, shoulder impingement, and your passion is pelvic health, then you're only getting reps in that 25%. And is that really going to make meet your goal, your long-term goals? Like think about how much longer you have to work four times harder. Four times longer in order to meet the same goal of somebody who's working full-time pelvic health. Exactly. That's exactly it. So it's just, it, it really does matter about the deliberate repetitions that you get in in business and in also clinically. We see this a lot too, where there's a lot of hesitation, especially when you're a new business owner, where again, facing some of your fears, like I don't, I'll just email that person, right? I'll just, I'm just going to like DM them on Instagram. That's where we started the conversation. And we're always like, pick up the damn phone. You need reps as a business owner to understand the type of people that are calling your clinic. And if you don't get on the phone with these people and you don't have conversations, whether they, they could book with you, they could not book, but you've got to have the reps and the consistent reps, whether or not they're going to end up being a patient, because we have to see those patterns and we have to start to recognize things about a conversation so that we can get better at honing in those patients. The reps on the things that you don't necessarily want to do are huge. Huge. because And guess what? Eventually, even if you're going to have to delegate that task eventually, like to a front desk person, you're going to still have to teach somebody that. You <laughs> so need to know you it. better know it. And Same thing with your marketing. You, you need to be out there talking to people, having the meetings, doing what you're going to do, trying different Facebook ads. If that's something you're going to be doing, whatever it is, you need to be putting yourself out there and having that deliberate practice with feedback to make sure that you are actually improving with that. And the faster you do that, I don't care. That's why we don't care about when we're hiring somebody clinically. Like we don't care about how many years you've been practicing. It does not matter at all to us at all in our hiring. It's how quality has that time been? And it's the same thing in business. 
And one of the next things kind of ties into that, but this was always a lesson that we talked about when I worked in R&D and and worked with different clients is if you're going to fail, fail quickly. And that was another thing that this guy was really good at is he would catch a lot of waves. And when he realized that the wave wasn't going anywhere, that it wasn't breaking the way it wanted to, that he was headed right toward one of the the stands of the pier, (laughs) right? He would just get off the wave. He jumped on, you know, he went in with all these expectations of doing well, jumped on, committed, went for it, is practicing, and then all of a sudden realizes, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't going to work. Cool, I need to change my plan. I need to get off this board right now. There was a bunch of times when he was on the surfboard and his feet didn't even go into the water again. They just, he jumped off of his board and then went immediately onto laying onto his board. So he went from standing on the surfboard to laying on the surfboard all in one motion and was paddling back out there immediately. And that was also something that was very different about him than all the other surfers. They're fiddling around, trying to ride some wave that like was already white water, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, this guy was just like committed, done, gone. And then and it wasn't boom, a great ride. Was, Fine. Off cool. and on to the next, Off, like fail next. quickly with that, but not, I'm not going to sit there and like run into the pier. I'm not going to sit there and run into a wave that I know is petering out. Like, cool. We tried it. We put ourselves out there. And for business, that's being willing to admit that your strategy isn't working to change tactics to fail at some stuff. To listen to a mentor about something. Right. It's like, hey, that is just not working right now. You know, and that's one of the things that we have a hard time early on, especially for people who are in the business owners. Marketing is like this a lot where we're trying a lot of things. We're throwing a lot of spaghetti against the wall. We're seeing what sticks and we need to be willing to fail and to fail often and to fail fast. And that's the key is not wasting a ton of time, energy, money, failing slow and not realizing whether or not this is actually working. And so we talk with people about, oh, we need to be tracking these things. We need to be understanding all of that so that we're not thinking that Google ads are going to be our thing. And then six months and $25,000 later, you're saying like, oh, that never really worked at all, did it? Yeah, it's like, uh, we would have been way better to know that earlier how do we if you're test paying attention. And how do we fail quickly if we're going to fail? And then the final thing that I think is going to resonate with a lot of us who are former athletes listening to this is just having a short memory of not being caught up in that failure. I mean, like Nicole was saying, if it didn't work out, he was right back on the board, paddling hard, getting back out, getting in position and taking another wave. There was no kicking himself. There was no, you know, sitting around feeling sorry for himself. There wasn't was, even any chatting with any of the other surfers. Like a lot of them were just like on the board chatting with each other. It wasn't like, oh, that really sucked, man. Like, da, 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 that didn't work out. I mean, it was just like, boom, he was out there looking for the next wave, turn around, go again. Like it was, yeah. And like, that's how it was. You know, in basketball, if you do have a turnover, the the best thing you can do is get back on defense and make sure that doesn't turn into a layup on the other end. Like that, that amount of short memory and making sure that any mistake that you made is going to be, is going to stop right there and you're not perpetuating your mistake is invaluable when, especially when you're in business. I love that. And the idea of also not associating a failure with your identity. 
Like you can be someone who has failed. Like we have all failed. That's what business is. It's failing over and over and failing upwards basically, right? Yeah, and I can guarantee that that guy, I mean, he ate shit a couple of times, like real bad. And I guarantee he wasn't like, wow, I suck as a surfer. He was like, bruh, that sucked. And then like was back on the board. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to surf again. What do these other guys think? Oh my gosh, I'm such an amateur. Like none of that stuff. There was no, you could, he didn't even have time for negative self-talk because it was like he was right back on the board again. It's like short memory. Just get it done. So these guys, I hope you've appreciated are kind of our five lessons from some random surfer who, you know, we'll probably run into again. San Clemente is a small town, so we're going to have to tell him he inspired a podcast episode. I'm going to be like, hey, brah, want to go listen to the Pelvic PT Rising podcast? He's going to be like, no, "No, man. I got to get out in the water. (laughs) I got to get out in the water, man. (laughs) So, but here are, just to reiterate the things we've got. Lesson one, get in the water. Even if conditions aren't perfect, get out in the water Give yourself a chance to be improving every single day. Number two, when you go for something, commit to it. Don't half-ass it. Don't give yourself an out or an excuse or anything else. Like when you've decided you're going to catch that wave, freaking go for it. Because if you don't, you're going to get smashed or you're going to be sitting there watching a great wave go by you. Yeah, man, no dabbling. No dabbling. Number three is when you're going to be practicing, deliberate practice. That we're not just poking along and trying this and trying that, but like actual deliberate practice working in the time that we've got and then consolidating time in order to actually do that where you don't have to be out there for two hours. If you're really busting for 30 minutes, that's more work you're putting in than somebody who's just floating around. Try and fail quickly if you're going to fail. And that was lesson number four, where do a lot of stuff. And a lot of it is going to fail. Like the first time we tried to do an in-person event, we had two people come and Nicole's mom went out and spent $450 to buy <laughs> wine and cheese for the whole event. Yeah, man. We right? thought we thought that was going to be a freaking... Oh, blow up. Yeah. But you know what? We immediately turned that around into, okay, cool. Let's set up the camera. Let's pretend like there's a hundred people here. And let's go. Right. And we videoed your presentation as if you were speaking to an auditorium when there were literally two people. And one of of them was my mom. Right. (laughs) But you never would have known it, right? It's that quick. Like, and that is the last piece. Short memory, number five. If it's a failure, if it's success, whatever it is, just like get back out, try again, whatever it's gonna be. But we it's not if you fail, it's not about you. It is, that's not an identity thing. That is something we all fail. That is the journey of being a business owner is failing again and again. So having that short memory and just getting back, whatever your thing, getting back on the next wave, getting back up on the horse, whatever the idiom is that you want to do, but it is having a short memory. Yeah. You guys think about it. If pelvic sanity had put their identity on that one postpartum community education class that had two people in it, if we would have been like, oh my gosh, that's it. I'm a failure. What an idiot. I don't even think that anyone wants to know anything about postpartum. This is terrible. Pelvic sanity wouldn't exist, right? That was just like, well, let's, that didn't work. Either it was the, and we did an analysis, whether it was the location, did we not advertise enough? Like what happened? Because the material's good. Our identity was not caught up in that failure. We had a short memory. We got right back on and figured it out. Next event, we were super crazy successful. Yes. So, bruh, if you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> let us know. 
But as always, we want to keep this conversation going. And let's continue to rise.